0: All right, everybody, thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans, sponsored by Lion Bolt Media. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, what really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else, and what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest and featured every day, all the way from Summit County, Colorado none other than Amy Nakos. Amy, it's an honor and a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for taking the time.
1: I'm honored to be here, Greg. Thank you so much for the opportunity.
0: Oh my gosh, I can't wait to just dive into the series of questions. You and I just having an incredible conversation and sharing it with the Titan Nation out there, really what makes you tick and the decisions that you've made in your life and your career up to this point, Amy. So uh, without further ado, let's just go into the series of questions. First one being, telling everybody just a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, what got you into the business, and where you are today.
1: Absolutely. So my name is Amy Nakos. I currently live in Frisco, Colorado. By way of a farm on Nebraska, I was raised a farm girl, and um, yeah, went to undergraduate in Iowa at a small college in Storm Lake called Buena Vista, and then Mm -hmm. I went to law school at the University of Iowa. So I'm actually... I have an active law license, but I do call myself a recovering attorney right now. So I I, uh, practiced law in Chicago Hmm. for about five years. And then my husband and I got married, had a child and decided to move to the mountains of Colorado. So I've been here since 2003. How did I get into real estate? Well, as an attorney, you can get your real estate license without going to school without going to real estate school, mm-hmm. you just have to take the test. So when I was in Illinois, I did that. I thought, yeah, I'll get my real estate license. And around that same time, I read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad wow, by Robert yeah. Kiyosaki. I think it mm-hmm. came out around that time. Okay. And I even have a copy of it. It's tattered, torn. Wow. <laughs> this is it. This is the copy.
0: Oh, that's awesome. And
1: I know. So my husband and I both read that book and it kind of changed the way we thought about how are we going to live our lives, build wealth. And we both decided that real estate was going to be a large part of how we were going to live our lives and build wealth. And this was in our late twenties. I just uh, turned 49. So uh,
0: congrats, for congrats 20
1: years. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we, we decided, well, we're both going to get our real estate license and we'll invest in real estate. That was step uh, one. And, um, From there, I ended up, I would say, falling into real estate. It it sort of captured me as opposed to me saying, oh, I've always wanted to be a real estate broker. So we um, came to Frisco, Colorado and bought a building out of foreclosure that we managed and then um, built a development, built a fourplex, which I live in one of the units right now. So I sold the other three, started working for the builder, got a bunch of clients from that. And that was the beginning of my real estate career. And that was in 2006.
0: Unreal. Yeah. Amy, I love that story. I want to, I want to rewind on it just a little bit because going from, you know, the, the windy city, right? Chicago, Illinois to Colorado and on the Western slopes, what, what was the thought behind that originally? I mean, being an attorney going from there to here, what was the process and the move? I'm just curious.
1: Yeah, I I mean, everybody says that. Everybody says that's such a crazy, dramatic move. So Hmm. to have a little more background, growing up in Nebraska, I used to vacation in Breckenridge. My uncle had a condo here. And my husband actually lived in Silverthorne when he finished college working for a company up here. We both were then in Chicago and had that in common. The really long backstory to it is yeah. um, our realtor in Chicago, we weren't realtors at the time. We, mm-hmm. we weren't in the real estate. I was I was an attorney and my husband was running a wine business. Wow. And she calls us up and says, hey, I have this condo at Copper Mountain and I want to sell it. Do you guys want to buy it? I'll sell it to you for what I bought it for because I want to buy something in Chicago. And we went, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's how we ended up in Summit County. We had a condo in, in at Copper Mountain. Um, oh and goodness. when we decided to move up here, which was almost two years later, hmm. we didn't buy a house. We didn't have, we moved into this little teeny condo that we lived in for three years. Wow. Had two children there. Yeah. It was crazy. Unreal.
0: Unreal. I, I mean, I, I love that story though, in the background, because the, the, the way that people make a decision to, to relocate and the, and the locations that they do, and especially so drastically different, but you both have backgrounds and understanding of Colorado. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I, maybe, I, hopefully I'm not speaking for you or any other Coloradans that are, that are here, but it's incredibly beautiful here. And where you live in particular, I mean, you're right in it. You're in the mountains. we
1: are, we're steps from hiking trails. We're, and and I think that we made a decision. We lived in Chicago and then moved to the suburbs. And Mm. we made a decision shortly into our suburban life that this was not how we, how our, it didn't mesh with our lifestyle. Mm. We wanted to just be outdoors and um, just have that. My husband's a big cyclist. I love to hike. And so Mm. we just said, if we don't do it now, we're never gonna do it. So we did it when we were young, we just picked up and we moved to where we wanted to be. And um, look, we looked in the Denver Metro area too. And, but, but really we ended up saying, well, we have this condo, let's just move into it. And we never left Summit County and it was the best decision we made because we love it here. And we've been able to establish our lives and our business. I mean, I built my business up here from scratch, nothing, knew nobody, nothing.
0: Let's let's go into that, Amy, because yeah. that's important too, because we got to that point. You're here in Colorado, real estate transition. You've done so much in your career. So let's talk about the beginning to where you're at now. I think that's really important.
1: Sure. I mean, we started off um, just, I've always worked on my own. So <laughs> I call myself somewhat of a maverick in that regard. I'm not a real corporate person. So gotcha. I, I did look at the bigger brokerages up. Parent going to work for them, and I—I I really felt like I wanted autonomy. I like mm. autonomy and freedom, and I like to do things the way I want to do it. So, what did I do? I started my own company. That's what I did. I'm going to do it myself. Wow. And um, we started. It's called. It was called Landmark Real Estate Group. We actually still have that company. Um, what a great name! Really, great really, name. what I started with was—I'm a relationship builder. Mm. I talk to people. I'm very social i meet people so i started with one client who owned the condo across the hallway can can you (laughs) help me sure that was the first thing and then and then just started to meet more people up here and establish myself as a real estate professional but the thing that really kicked off my career was um we developed a four-unit townhome right and i still live in one i mentioned that earlier Mm -hmm. and then i needed to sell the other three So those were three amazing listings that I had and it got me to meet all of the, it got me to meet the brokerage community. It Mm. got me out there. It, um, you know, back then this would have been in 2006. So we didn't have as much social platforms, you know, it it was uh, mostly just MLS and, and putting a sign in the yard and (laughs) (laughs) throwing some flyers in and, but it uh, it helped to establish my real estate career. I then went on to work with, with for the builder and do okay. more and more of his sales. But then when you have those listings, you then get buyers who come in, and maybe your property doesn't work for that buyer, but you can help them to find something else.
0: Sure.
1: So that's that's what started my career, and we built we built up the brokerage at one point. I think we had ten or eleven brokers,
0: Whoa. and then
1: the recession hit. Okay. And so. Um, I'm in a resort market and we, we can talk about that. We can go down that direction if yeah, you want. Yeah, but the resort okay. market differs pretty dramatically from a primary residence market. Mm-hmm. So what we saw was we didn't see a lot of foreclosures. We had some, most of our buyers are very um, financially able sure. to maintain their properties, but we ended up things hit the skids when um, we couldn't get loans anymore. So our market really started to tank in 12, 13, and the bottom was probably 2013. Um, Yeah. But during that, during that time, and everything works out for a reason, right? You know, we ended up, the brokers ended up disbanding, kind of doing their own things. Uh Um, And and everybody's, you know, back doing well again, which is great. But the... um, um, th- that I was building my career. And then that happened.
0: <laughs> and that
1: was a time where I said, I really got into more personal development. Hmm. I took the time to say, I can either be really defeated by this, hmm. I can feel like, um, you know, my life is over, or my career is over, or we can start to do things to just better yourself.
0: Sure.
1: And I think it was, it was during that time and based on other things I had done before with reading and, and personal mm-hmm. development that I think I developed the capacity to become the top producer that I am today.
0: I love Because that. you
1: don't, you can't just show up mm-hmm. and be a top producer. You have to, you have to have the right mental attitude. You have mm-hmm. to have the right stamina. You have to have the right capacity. Sure to be able to do that. So um, that's what I did during the recession. And then um, what I would say has allowed me to continue to build my business is just great relationships, staying in touch with people, Hmm. Um, having the right help. I have some good people on my team, Hmm. but the one thing, like the one thing I do that has been incredibly successful is for the past, I'm gonna say 10 years, I write a monthly newsletter. Very cool. And I write it from scratch. Hmm. And I don't don't take canned information, I write it from scratch. (laughs) I include information about me and my family and the market and my listings. And I've had people, I closed a deal last year, he'd been on my list for 10 years. Whoa. I got a call yesterday from a woman who just says, I've been reading your newsletter for two years and I just love who you are. Mm. So that's what, that's what I do. I put who I am into a monthly message and my list is about 800 people. So it's, it's like, I'm having a conversation every month with 800 people.
0: And Amy, the fact the fact that you're addressing that to me is crucially important because so many people try to get away from the fundamentals or the basics of business and relationships, and you obviously don't. But you don't just go to the generalization of touch points. You're looking at it to be very custom, very not. It's not a template. It's not some generic information that everybody has access to. It's coming from your heart and your head, and uh, what a wonderful way to connect with people in a in a very Forward-thinking way and a consistency. Ten years, mm. Amy. <laughs> I mean, think about that. That's that's insane. Most people can't do something for ten days, let alone ten years. Uh, so I know
1: it. There are times though where I think it's the end of the month already. How is it possible that I have to write another newsletter?
0: Oh my gosh!
1: <laughs> that's how fast time goes. But it's uh that that is what I can say is probably my best secret to success. I don't have a I don't have a killer CRM system. And I don't have, you know, a lot of people have all these different things. I don't have yeah. a big national brokerage, right? right? I have a great local regional brokerage that I love. But that has been my secret to success. And oh it works.
0: my gosh. I, I love it. And again, no need to overcomplicate it or reinvent the wheel. And, you know, I think it's a Tony Robbins quote, uh, but success leaves breadcrumbs or success leaves a trail, something like that. Um, and I think that just the consistency and, and uh, heavy amounts of consistent work, right? And just putting that time in and an effort is really going to get it done. But I mean, Amy, you're doing so many different things. Before I ask you kind of the next uh, series of questions in this, I want to just ask you about a project that you're working on in Frisco. And because you're doing so much, but I would love to share a little bit about that because your mind is in a completely different place. And I just want everybody to know that. So what's going on with the project and development in uh, Frisco, Colorado?
1: We just launched this last week. So um, we are building five townhomes Hmm. in Frisco. They're a couple blocks off of Main Street. So anybody who knows Frisco, Colorado, we're just a quaint mountain town. It was an old mining town back in the day. So we have a Very lovely little main street with shopping and dining. We're five miles from Copper, nine miles to Breckenridge, close to Keystone A Basin. So we're in a world-class ski resort community, but we've really become a year-round, a year-round destination. Um, so we have hiking, biking, we've got the marina, but the townhomes that we're building, five of them, two freestanding structures and then a triplex, two blocks from Frisco Main Street, so you have really great walkability. Um, the other thing that's really cool about them, I think, I think, and I don't know this a hundred percent for sure, but Frisco and Summit County passed a new energy efficiency code that oh, wow. everybody has had to comply with if you pulled a permit after July of last year. Hmm. Um, And I think we might be one of the first townhome projects that have to comply with this energy efficiency code. So it means that our units are going to be just incredibly energy efficient. Hmm. Your energy costs are going to be very, very low. And um, we'll have electric car chargers. Awesome. Right? And um, so there's a lot of great features that they're going to have. They all have rooftop decks. So you have 360 degree Views of the surrounding mountains, and the and the views are drop dead gorgeous. Wow. So it's exciting and it's fun. So that that project is called Storm King Mountain Homes. Storm King Mountain Homes. Okay. Storm King comes from the Palma Lift at Copper Mountain. Hmm. It's called Storm King.
0: Very cool, and I, I love that, Amy. The fact that your your depth and breadth of knowledge is so deep, and and you know what, what's really fascinating to me and we didn't really talk about this I, so I before I move forward I do want to move back all the way back and I should have asked you this at the beginning but I was so curious as to why you moved from Chicago to here but uh originally when you're going down your path as an attorney what what was your thought process there because I, I do want people to know a little bit about why you got into that because we didn't discuss it I, I missed the question so I apologize but
1: it's okay um I'm I'm a self-proclaimed nerd. So I did really well in school. <laughs>
0: yeah. Love that. That's great. I,
1: I mean, to even go back further, if I was bored at home on the farm, I'd read the encyclopedias. That's what So I, I, love, I know I love, I just, am, I'm book smart and I like reading and learning things. So, um, I got good grades. I got a full ride scholarship to undergrad. I, um, you know, what do you do with that? And when you're terrible at science and math, like me, you can't be a doctor. You can't gotcha. go down these traditional fields of what do people who do well in school do? I don't. Mm. So I ended up um, in undergrad. I was an English, English speech communication major, and wow. then just went on to the next natural step, which was law school did well in law school. But here's the thing. And this is where I want to talk about flow. We talked about this before. Is sure. How do you find what you're really good at? Because I think when you're 19, 20, 22, and you're choosing a career and you're in school, you may not have really explored who you are and what your strengths are. Mm-hmm. And you're just going down a path because you think it might be the right thing to do. So right. I didn't really think through that carefully that attorneys are high, high detail. Mm-hmm. High um, in front of computers, a lot of reading, a lot of in-depth analysis, and while I'm pretty good at that, I'm actually better at networking.
0: Love it, yeah. Okay.
1: So, so in my law firm, I, I was, I mean, I was an okay attorney. I got okay reviews, mm-hmm. but I literally got bonuses for bringing in clients. Wow. They were kind of like, I don't know who that associate is but she can bring in clients and that's what I was good at. Um, awesome. Isn't that funny? Yeah. So, and, and now if you're, you know, 20 years later, 25 years later, I can say, had I, what, what, what I wish I would have known back then is could mm. somebody have done a personality test on me? Could somebody have, could mm. we have just done the Myers-Briggs or whatever? <laughs> right. And, and maybe we could have saved, I probably still would have, I mean, I will never trade law school and it has helped me with everything I do. Mm -hmm. Um, but when you act, when I got into that job in that law firm, it became clear that I was okay at it, but I was, I wasn't in flow. I didn't love it. I wasn't doing what I came here to do. And then when I got out, uh, when I left the law firm, which was, you know, in part because I had a baby and it was, Mm -hmm. I I just couldn't make it all work, but, um, Mm -hmm. I started to dabble in real estate and I thought, now this is where I can bring my networking. Because Mm -hmm. as a realtor, you're the center of the, you're the center of the wheel. Oh, for sure. And all the spokes come out. You're Mm -hmm. the first point of contact. You need to have a plumber and you need to have daycare and you need to know about the schools and you better (laughs) know where the best hamburger is and you better... (laughs) And I was, I'm already good at that. So yeah. it helped me to, um, when, when I met with new people, I mean, I just, I just could make their transition smooth
0: uh-huh.
1: because that's my natural style. Yeah. Um, so uh, the transitioning from law to here, I, I, it worked out that way, but I don't, I didn't script it. I didn't mm-hmm. say, it's time for me to transition because <laughs> <Here we go. laughs> I'm better at this. It, it, over time things just happen hmm. and then you start to find um, h- how do I best operate I mean when I was when I was managing broker of our of the brokerage, right. I was I was not that wasn't the best use of my skills. Gotcha. I was better at doing the sales than I was the management. Hmm. but it was after after you go through that and you learn and you say, yeah. oh I'm better at um, better at this than that so.
0: I I love it, Amy. And, and again, I didn't mean to throw off our flow conversation, but I think that I'm so glad that you mentioned that you being a a, a book smart, a bookworm and, and a fellow nerd. I, I love that. Uh, and the fact that you applied your knowledge as an attorney, but as you mentioned, you don't regret it and you use everything that you do every day there's pieces of your past that are kind of you know ripple affecting into what you're doing and you wouldn't be the person you are today without going through that process and uh, I just think that it's incredible that you've identified what you love, what you don't like, what you feel very confident and accelerating in and stuff that you don't necessarily want to do and serve the client so, I think all that comes into play into your life and everybody can take that as perspective. And this is why I love, uh, you know, Titans is because everybody has a different path, a different walk, a different perspective, but there's so many different ways to reach those successful heights. And I want to transition into this because I know there's so much that you can share and you've, you've dropped already nuggets as it was into, into lifestyle change and moving and decisions. And, but Amy, this question is for the audience. At the end of the day, if you could look back at your career and any career path for that matter, whether it's, you know, real estate or anything else, uh, if you could pick or pinpoint one or two things that you added or implemented or just applied to your life that really moved the needle for growth, that you saw a shift or change, what's that look like for you? What advice would you give anybody listening or watching?
1: Okay. The first thing that comes to mind, because I always think it's the first thing that comes to mind that you yeah. have to bring up. So, 2020 for resort real estate and really real estate all over was unprecedented mm-hmm. so from 2019 to 2020 i doubled my volume wow and and yeah and it, it got to the point where it was just it was just too much mm-hmm. and i have a hard time letting go of things I'm sure many listeners understand this, right? Don't really love to delegate. Don't feel like anybody can do it as good as I can. Mm -hmm. And um, I brought on in the last couple of years, I brought on a marketing partner Uh to do my marketing pieces. Uh, Her name's Sonia, she's fantastic. Uh, So that then got taken off my plate. So now I was not having to create marketing content. Mm -hmm. Number two, I um, uh, I brought on a new transaction coordinator. I've always had a transaction coordinator. I've had a transaction coordinator for many years. I transitioned to a new one and she's just on top of that portion of my life. So I don't have to do the files or, you know, I I do, I manage, I maintain and make sure they're correct, but Mm -hmm. was able to pull that off my plate. And I just a month ago hired a new executive assistant, Jennifer, who is saving my life. Uh. So but it was the hardest thing I've ever done. You, I have a business coach, Don, who told me I needed to do it. My husband told me I needed to do it. And I resisted, I resisted, I resisted because I thought it might slow me down. I thought mm-hmm. I'm going to lose integrity. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lose control. And it's turned out to be a huge blessing. I freed up. My goal was to free up 10 hours a week. And I've already done that.
0: Oh, unreal.
1: It's amazing. So I'm probably even closer to 15, 20, getting up to 20 hours a week. Wow. That's, that's the thing that was really hard for me to overcome. Some people are great at delegating. I'm not right. I'm just not. So that would be, that would be the main thing. I would say is finally relinquishing some of my control and allowing other people to help me. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause they're really better. I, the marketing person's sign is way better at marketing than I am. Sure. <laughs> Kara can manage my files way better than I can right. handling scheduling and all the details way better than I am. And it's letting me go, go out and do the networking and, and what I do where I'm good. I, I mean, mean, other yeah. than that, I think the, the other thing would just be law school, probably the hardest thing I've ever done mm. career wise is yeah. getting through law school and doing, I, I did very well in law school.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And it, there were times I just wanted to quit. It was hard, you know, and, uh, I'm so glad I did that. It's something that I always will have. And it's something that I was, was a huge accomplishment. And when I look at things and analyze things now, I have a different skill set. i look, Mm. I, I approach things a bit differently, but I will be honest with you. I still hire attorneys for things.
0: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I love it. I love it. But yeah. The, the way you, you mentioned that I think is crucially important for anybody. It doesn't matter where you are in your career path. If you're newer in the business or you're a seasoned pro is looking at the highest and best uses of your time and, and being able to leverage, being able to delegate certain activities that are taking you away from your highest and best uses. And when you mention 10 hours, 15 hours, 20 hours, huge. Yeah, that's huge.
1: It's huge. I would spend last year. I mean, I would spend my evenings on my computer just catching up. Mm -hmm. And now that's getting done during the day. It's getting done on time. Yeah. And so it, but it's a jump. I, you know, I didn't have a background where I was an employer. I didn't have Mm -hmm. a background where I managed people. I've always been, I guess, a solopreneur, which is why I call myself a maverick too. So if people, people out there who have Uh, manage other people before or understand how to best delegate you know they they might have a much easier time saying oh yeah I have this person doing this and this person doing this but for me because I had grown it from zero Mm. to what it was everything felt like it was mine yeah yeah
0: I, I love that, though, when you're mentioning it, and there's so many other people that are listening to us right now that are saying, yes, I, I know what she's going through. I know what she's been through. I've seen these different changes in life. And what, before we went live, we were chatting a little bit about this topic, and I thought it was, was brilliant. And you were alluding to uh, growth and change into your life and your career. And for, for me, in the thought process is the person that you were five years ago, is a completely different person than you are today in your the way you think about things, the, maybe the way you analyze or conduct yourself or attack a certain project because you're evolving as a person and a professional if you're doing it the right way and that's how you grow. Uh, and I, I just think that that mindset, because you had mentioned mindset, and, and I would love for you to chat a little bit about that. Anything that comes to mind, because I think that everybody out there needs to understand, yes, you can read books, you can listen to podcasts, but it's all about having that open mind and then applying that knowledge and put it to work. But what are your thoughts on that through your life?
1: That's, that's a great question. I think that one of the, I'm all about accountability and personal responsibility. So okay. talk to my kids about that, right? Uh-huh. Where I don't want to hear an excuse. I don't want, it's nobody else's fault. It all comes down to you. So start that Start that as a baseline. If if it's going to be, it's up to me. Um, so there's that. And then there's this great book out there. It's called The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. I don't have it in front of me right now because okay. I've given all my copies away. I, I buy them and I give them away and I give oh. them away. But the basic premise of the book, The Slight Edge is you don't have these huge jumps in growth and you don't just wake up one morning and you're a success success is the small little decisions you make every day
0: Mm.
1: and the little decisions you make every day can lead you up or they can lead you down you can think about should i have an extra oreo or not Right. (laughs) right in the moment the oreo doesn't um mean much but after you know, days and days and days, you know, Mm. maybe you're pre-diabetic or you're overweight, whatever. I mean, that's just a simple example. And the same thing goes with the positive. Mm. Um, Could I spend my time just scrolling social media or should I read a book? Mm. Um, Should I um, make that one extra phone call? Should I call my mom? Whatever. Mm. Um, And so that's, that's, if you can use that as your basis to say, uh, the small decisions I make every day are going to lead to my future success. And then you have to combine that in my opinion, this, I'm, I mean, this is just what I do. Yeah. But combine that with, I almost want to say a belief or a capacity for success. Mm. So if you don't believe you have what it takes to be successful, or you don't believe, Oh, I don't have, I'll never make a million dollars. I'll never uh, do more than 50 transactions a year. I'll never be number one. Then you won't. Uh So, but you can't just turn that on. You can't just turn that switch. You have to actually lead yourself in your mental growth and your mental capacity to be able to accept that you are capable, deserving and able to do it. And, mm. and how did I do that? A, a lot of books, a lot of meditation, a lot of things. Uh-huh. And that's a whole different podcast, probably for a different <laughs> channel, right?
0: <laughs> no, this is, great. this is great. If we
1: want to get into those specifics, I'll start <laughs> you know, showing you all the books and stuff. But it it's really about changing, limiting beliefs you have mm. about yourself and things you've been told and things you've been taught to expand who you are I mean, I think Brendan Burchard is one of the leaders in this, um, sure. and I love listening to him about how you can be have a growth mindset and be really effective and um, efficient.
0: Yeah. I I I don't know if I
1: answered the question or if I just talked a whole lot.
0: (laughs) You did. No, Amy, seriously, you did, because you're looking at it from a, from a, uh, an abundance or a healthy spot. It's that uh, it's like Henry Ford quote, whether you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right. And, you know, you have to set those boundaries or expectations into your life as you're stating. And I, I find that so many of us, as we go through life and we're surrounded by other people, there's a level of guilty by association. So the, the saturation of our mind and our willpower tends to be based off of our environment. So if you're just latching on to those that are around you that are not big thinkers, that are not looking at well, how far can I push life? What, what are the biggest levels and places that I could go? If that's not your surrounding every day, it's gonna be very difficult for you to, to just grow up that way. You have to be very intentional with the direction that you're going, as you're saying, and you're right, you'll never get there if you don't think it. And it's that other uh, haiku or mantra, you know, shoot for the moon and land among the stars, right? If you didn't set it there, you'd never even come close. And yeah, yeah, I, I just it, you I just
1: have, have to inch up those goals as mm-hmm. you know, and and always celebrate. The thing I found too is it's I I don't really celebrate. You know, mm-hmm. I'll I'll hit I'll hit the goal and be like, okay, next. <laughs> Rather than saying, "Wow, that was really good,"
0: you know, I love that. You, you
1: worked for five years to get that, and and you did. And nice. and I think that that's the. A lot of people who maybe look at real estate from the outside in, mm-hmm. they see the shows on HGTV, and I know you've had many of these people on your show. Yes, yes. And, <laughs> and um, it's it's you know you wear great outfits and you go into these beautiful mansions and you sell these multi-million dollar homes. But there's so much that goes into the background of
0: mm-hmm.
1: growing this business, being in this business, and and most people don't see that. They don't. And so, um, yeah, it, it, and you embrace that, and then you just continue to build on it. But uh, I also wanted to mention the yeah. there's this saying I don't know who said it, but you are the compilation of the five people you hang out with the most.
0: Yeah, so true. And
1: so it is about being very intentional. About who who you surround yourself with, and you want to be with people who bring out the best in you, mm. not those who bring you down or have small small minds mm. of what what life is about. And yeah. so that's what my husband and I have done for many years is just really trying to associate ourselves with the big thinkers and mm. and the people who are really shooting for the moon, like you said. And it's it it
0: works. Yeah. It, it does, Amy. And, and again, I, I am so glad and honored that you took the time to be on the show because I know that uh, you're amongst so many incredible people that are really pushing those boundaries and setting those expectations for what true professionals should, you know, look to aspire to. And, and you know, giving a perspective to the consumer to say, hey, you know, it's not all, um, you know, sunshine and roses. There's a lot of hard work and things. All the preparation happens, you know, behind closed doors and to show up and shine. Um, it's all the prep. And again, you're just a, a shining example as far as I'm concerned, Amy, when it comes down to it. But uh, before we wrap anything up, is there any other closing remarks, anything else you want to mention or you feel like we nailed this one?
1: I mean, I think we did a great
0: job. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I would agree. I want
1: to thank you. I want to thank you for creating this platform because what an amazing way to be able to have all of the different perspectives from real estate in in one place where people can go and just experience how 232 different people for episode 232 yeah 232 different people have gotten to where they've gotten because there's it's not a straight path it's it's always it's always a crooked path and it's Mm -hmm. always uh an individual journey so
0: I love it. And Amy, I, I can't thank you enough. It was an absolute honor and pleasure. And again, for you sharing your story with the Titan nation, I have to dub you an official real estate Titan. That's a badge of honor that you can wear forever. That goes with you. No one can take it away. There's no trophy. There's no plaque, but you know, it, it's in your heart. You know that it's there. I have
1: it in my heart now. Thank you.
0: <laughs> it's there. but Thanks again, Amy. And every thank you out there for your time and attention. As always, your love and support. If you like here with Real Estate Titans, don't forget to like, subscribe. You know what to do at this point. I have to give our sponsor a quick shout out, Lionbolt Media. If you are in real estate and you're looking to grow and scale your business on the digital end, visit lionboltmedia.com. They got a free mini course inside there. Now, we are live on Real Estate Titans every Tuesday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Thanks, Amy.